Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back on the Ohio Island. It's been a wild year already for the Columbus New. Um, Start out with uh, Jack Lambert retiring from his uh, director of medical school. And we have the investigation of how uh, the zoo spent its money. And we've talked about this a variety of times on the show. Um, it's ended up in the departure of Tom Stoff, um, the CEO, and Greg Bell, who is the CFO. Uh, last week, we had Alyssa and Jen from Columbus Dispatch to talk about their story. Uh, kind of interesting. Last night, uh, WSYX <coughs> reported uh, the attorneys are talking, and both attorneys are saying really different things. Um, Greg Bell's attorney is saying, hey, you know, we understand what happened, and because of the fact it's a public-private deal, we understand what happened. We're we're, we're going we're willing to give money back. Now we're not sure how much they have to give back. Is it hundred percent? Whatever he's offering, but he's doing that. While on the other hand, Tom Stoff is saying, "Hey, you know, I I feel like we've been the scapegoat. There's got to be more investigation going into it." So already a tumultuous year for the zoo. And um, we talked earlier about the real sad news about how Jack Hand has dementia. It's developing an Alzheimer's disease. And it looks like this um, zoo probe or investigation is continuing. Uh, I don't know, Brandon. It was interesting to hear from the attorneys of these guys. and kind of interesting to see how the reactions are different. Yeah. Um, I would say I really loved um, Bell's attorney's statement here about the nature of the zoo. Um had this hybrid organization not been in receipt of taxpayer funds, I say it's nobody's damn business. Yeah. Uh, but given the unique relationship between the taxpayer and the zoo, Greg and I clearly acknowledge that there were inappropriate financial decisions and a lack of oversight, quote unquote. But um, um, I think it's, um, um, again, it, it, it is like a um, strange arrangement. Like, like last, last session, last, um, um, yesterday or so when we talked about the kind of benefits and the stuff that these guys were enjoying. Um, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, like the OSU football head coach, you know, that contract gets, gets, I think it's, it's a public contract, probably available. You know, a lot of benefits are probably hashed out at the beginning or very trans, mostly transparent. I think at least my recollection, you know, a lot of the details are, um, about incentives and bonuses, but you know, with the zoo, it's a little bit, you know, kind of not as transparent, I would say, uh, or even less so. So kind of knowing, you know, what's appropriate and what's not, I mean, I mean, if the zoo had it in their policy, like, Oh, there's a CEO is entitled to X, Y, and Z benefits. 
um, would we would, would this have been as much of an issue as before? I think the biggest issue out of the story still is like the transparency and how much transparency the zoo is owed, is due owed to taxpayers. Yeah, um, Craig, what, what are your thoughts about this? Kind of, um, kind of interesting. Um, you know how everybody reacted to this. Well, you know, I, I wonder if the since. Greg Bell and his attorneys seem to be okay with maybe paying some restitution. I kind of wonder if the zoo is going to call him out and say, okay, yeah, go ahead. And this is how much we're, we want. So, uh, you know, that might not have been the best idea from, from his perspective. And, you know, from the perspective of Tom Stolf and his attorney, where basically saying that fair investigations don't start with two scapegoats, uh, you know, that it makes me wonder, is he in, you know, inferring that something else is going on at the zoo is this more of a systemic problem rather than a two-person problem um now it's easy for someone that that's gotten you know caught with their hand in the cookie jar to blame other people but you wonder if maybe this reaches beyond these two people and if that's why he said you know if why his attorney said what he said um i i just kind of i'm curious about you know maybe how much further this could go because why else would he say you know there are two scapegoats, you know, clearly he resigned and sort of admits wrongdoing in his, in the fact that he resigned. So why does he believe he's two? you know, there's just two scapegoats when maybe there's more to the story. Well, and without knowing it, and we, we got to be careful. I mean, we're just going uh, based on, you know, the great reporting that's happening and everything. So, I mean, take all of the discussion light of that. I mean, we're talking about allegedly. We're talking about other stuff like that. If I had to guess, my thinking is, like we talked about the other day, there's really no set. Well, I hate to say no. There's probably not a clear policy on some of that stuff, what you can and can't do. I mean, we've talked about the public-private partnership here and how that's different. And maybe there was a clear policy that Tom Cloth didn't understand or anything like that. Or maybe there's a policy where it wasn't made abundantly clear or maybe not abundantly made clear enough. Now, I don't know if that's what Soft is exactly saying. I don't know if it's the excuse he's making. But I got to think that's kind of what he's insinuating at. And if he's saying, he might be saying, hey, look, maybe the policy wasn't clear enough. Don't make me a scapegoat because everybody could be found guilty of that. Maybe not as extreme as an RV or houses, but maybe he's saying, hey, you know, it wasn't really made clear what we can and can't do. And again, I'm not saying that absolves him. I'm not saying he's innocent or whatever. But I'm saying it is maybe a valid at least excuse based on what we were talking about. Uh, you think there's validity there, Brandon? Sorry, that last part faded. What was the question? Well, I mean, I, I guess the thought is we've talked about maybe the policy isn't clear or maybe the policy wasn't easily understood by soft based on what you can and can't do in, in terms of use of money. I mean, it was like, yeah, I think it was a lot of unspoken, sounded like a lot of unspoken rules or norms or whatever. And um, I, I mean, it's possible. It could have been that way. It's hard to say if there was something in yeah. the employee handbook guide. Um, and sometimes, you know, I've worked at places where I've read the handbook and it says one thing and then, you, but the head higher ups will say, no, it's this way. Um, 
So I don't know if that's the, if that's the case here, but um, um, you know, I think it's um, I think that just goes to show like there's, you know, um, you know, like nonprofits in general, if, you know, what they do behind closed doors um, really is no one's business. It's just we only care because this is sort of a weird quasi structure, and there's just I think you know. Um, you know, I, there's not enough, like, um, not, not enough structure or not enough, um, rules laid out at the, um, legislative level to kind of, um, lay the groundworks of expectations for these kinds of organizations and what they can and cannot do, what their, what their officials can and cannot do. Um, and that's concerning. Yeah. And, and maybe the takeaway from this, and we talked about this in the past, I don't know if anybody else needs to go to jail over this or anything else like that, but I, I'm hoping for the good of the zoo, the good of our taxpayer situation, let's just make it a little bit more clear where if it's a podcast like us, or if it's the general public, or if it's the media, whoever it is, there's a, a, a better understanding of how this process works. Because I, I guess something that frustrates me throughout this whole thing is we don't know. And it's not just that we don't understand. I mean, uh, the Franklin County commissioners were like, you know, hey, you know, it, it seems like even when you looked at the Ohio Commission that investigates this stuff, they're like, well, we're not sure what we can or can't do. So I'm hoping the takeaway is I don't like when we just throw the book at somebody and say, oh, this guy's bad or not. The takeaway from this is hopefully we can make this where the funding becomes more clear. I think it's going to help the zoo out so they understand what's going on. I think it's going to help the employees out. I think it's also going to help us out as taxpayers, so we know what's happening. And I, I think that a big issue out for this is right now we don't know, which makes it tough. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of hard lessons learned from this going forward. Um, and... Um, yeah, there's nothing really else to add to that point. All right, it, it, we'll keep on following the zoo. What's happening? Like I said, just you know, just sad news. I'm so bummed out about what's going on with Jack Hanna, and I'm hoping, um, you know, I, I, I want to through the summer not just talk about you know stuff going on, the icky stuff. I think we've you know been talking about for the past couple weeks, but I love the zoo. It's a lot of fun stuff. I like to talk to more people to zoo about. The great stuff that's happening. I'm sure the PR department's a little bit frustrated the past couple weeks saying, hey, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff we can talk about. It seems like we're marred with, you know, the sad news of Jack Hanna and the tough news about what's happening. So <clears throat> we're looking forward to, I mean, we got to report the news. So we'll, we'll keep talking about this stuff. But I want to have more zoo people on to talk about the fun stuff, like, you know, animal programs and everything else they got going on. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Ohioan. Um, again, check out our, our Hope Interrupted podcast that we do with Byron McCauley and Jen uh, Mooney. Thanks for sharing us. Great week for uh, podcasting. Um, if you haven't yet, check out our interview with Randy Ludlow of the Columbus Dispatch. And also check out our interview this week with uh, former Petra frontman uh, John Schlick. Talked a lot about the state music today. Uh, very interesting even if you don't know what Petra is. So um, for Brandon and Craig, uh, thanks for doing the Ohioan. 
We'll be back next Monday with some live shows. So have a great weekend and talk to you guys later. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.